The following podcast is part of the 6040 Network. Hello and welcome to Everything Small Business, your shortcut to start, build, manage and grow your small business. I'm Spencer and in today's episode I'm catching up with Lara Blake from MediaShark, an award-winning app development agency on the Gold Coast, as part of our mini-series called Share Your Small Business Story. In this episode, Lara shares her experience from within the app development industry, her transition from the corporate world into small business, and the challenges and opportunities that COVID-19 has brought. Hi, Lara. It's great to have you on the show. Welcome to Everything Small Business. Thank you. How about maybe we start with a little bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, sure. So my name's Lara, Lara Blake. I am originally from England and I work for MediaShark, uh, app development agency based on the Gold Coast. And I've lived here in Australia for nearly 10 years now. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You like in Australia? <laughs> I do, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we became citizens last year. So yeah, we're really happy here. Yeah, yeah. excellent. And I came here like 40 years ago. Oh, really? 41 years ago. Awesome. So... I guess we met a little while ago yeah. at a networking event that we, did, we were, yes. were doing. You said you work with MediaShark as a yeah. business development manager. Yes. What did you do prior to joining MediaShark? So before I worked at MediaShark, I worked in business events and hospitality and tourism. And I've done that since I was about 16. But obviously because of COVID and the ongoing situation with that particular industry, I decided to make a move to MediaShark. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Events were, <laughs> <laughs> were impacted probably yeah. The most, though, yeah, or, yeah, or hospitality. Like that's quite different going from event management through to business development for a, an app agency. Yep. What made you go with MediaShark? Well, MediaShark is actually my husband's company. So during the height of COVID, my hours at my previous role were reduced to three days a week. And at that particular time, my husband's marketing lady left. And so he needed some help. So two days a week, I went to MediaShark and I started doing the social media and just helping out here and there, which took me back to full-time hours, which was great. And then as kind of restrictions started to ease I was asked to go back full-time my previous role but it was based in Brisbane and I really didn't want to do that and I was enjoying working at MediaShark with Tom my husband so I went full-time at MediaShark in um, April this year. Yeah nice Yes. and I guess yes did you find it much of a learning difference I guess going from like events through to apps or it's kind of similar principles? No it's very different. It's very different, which it's probably the language is so different. When you've been working in an industry for such a long time, you get to know that, you know, each industry has its own language and lingo, whereas with app development, it was all very technical and quite like a completely different language to me. But I've been, you know, with the company quite a long time now, so I've definitely got to grips with it. But yes, it's completely different. That's cool. At the business development side, you might not need as much as the technical language as the as the devs you can probably talk more on the experience and what people are trying to achieve yeah yeah that's yeah that i think that's one thing that i have to always try and remember that it's not my job to be technical and speak the technical language and nobody's expecting that of me so yes so business development is just building relationships with clients that's the main part of it in any job really so yeah so the business development is um you don't need to be too technical but a good understanding of (laughs) the differences helps yeah yeah 100 percent. yeah it's awesome and then i guess also how did you find coming from a more corporate space to a small business space? I imagine like in the corporate, there's more procedures and things that, you know, you need to follow. Yeah. Where sometimes in small business, 
we tend to wear multiple hats and we have less time to write certain procedures sometimes because we're sort of busy and just getting things yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely been a learning curve. But that was part of the reason that I was brought in my previous career, my previous roles, because I've always worked for global organisations and larger companies. I had that corporate experience. So the idea was I'd be able to bring that stuff with me and implement the procedures. And so, yeah, I've been the one that's been writing the standard operating procedures and the how-tos and trying to get that information (laughs) out they extract the information from people but yeah when there's not been those procedures in place for me and you know it's kind of it's been a big learning curve for me but yeah Yeah. I'm starting to get there now with my files and I'm used to lots of files and paperwork and things (laughs) things like that yeah yeah Yeah, that also I guess leads me into the next question then coming from that corporate background then into a small business what were the first things that you wanted to implement or help in order to make the business grow it was just Yeah, systems, I think. So just kind of everyday things, you know, like a a weekly sales report, um, an end of the month report, making sure that we are, you know, touching base regularly to explain what each of the team is doing. We have a monthly meeting, we have a weekly meeting, and just putting those kind of milestones in place from kind of just copying really what (laughs) what I've done in other places. So it runs a little bit more structured, which is kind of, I like, I like structure. Structure, important because... How do you know where you're going if you haven't mapped that out? And then yeah. how do you know you're doing enough or achieving what you need to be achieving at yeah. the smaller in- intervals to get there? Yeah, yeah. It was quite interesting, actually, because I've implemented a weekly sales report. And that's what I used to do at the hotel that I worked at. But actually, my husband, Tom, realized that those figures are being reported twice. <laughs> And at the old hotel, we would have to report and that would go to the owners. So it, we were buffing up those figures. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of became aware that some of those reports were just made, you know, fluffed up a bit for, for owners and managers. Management. And and, yeah, management. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess that that's an important thing as well. So small business often runs a bit leaner. So we have to watch the dollars and what's coming in and going out and yeah. be on top of cash flow. And yeah, yeah, like exactly that. right, yeah. Awesome. You mentioned uh, teams just then. Yeah. So are you all based on the Gold Coast? No, no. So we're spread around the globe. So we've got our team in Ashmore that is obviously on the Gold Coast. We have, or we did have a graphic designer that was based in Colombia that used to work on live on the Gold Coast with us. Yep. We've got a team in India of developers and we're just in the process of sourcing a team in Vietnam as well. And we operate a hybrid model. So some of our graphic designers work from home remotely sometimes and come into the office as and when needed for client meetings and things like that. One of our designers recently had a baby. So she spends a lot of time at home with her baby and then comes to the office for the important meeting. Yeah, Yeah. it's great for her to be able to have that flexibility and and you guys to be able to offer it as well. Yeah. How do you find managing a remote team? Like that's quite a diverse team with different cultures and time zones and everything there. So do you find there's different challenges or the way that you approach it or you've changed the way that you approach it, I guess, in order to manage it better? Yeah, so we do have, obviously with Colombia and India, there's a big time difference there. So my husband especially tends to have a lot of meetings in the afternoon, which is India's morning. Yep. And then we use different tools. So we use Asana and Slack and WhatsApp to kind of keep 
up to date with any important messages and things like that. So we're using online platforms to enable us to act quickly on things like that. But yeah, time, yeah. time differences can be quite challenging. But we we work around it. <laughs> they can be good as well. I mean, you have things being done while we're sleeping, so yeah, you can maybe you know get things done faster, which is a good thing. Yeah, and actually, we you know my husband especially would get in quite early, and then he realised quite recently he doesn't need to get in that early because his meetings don't start until later on in the day. And actually, now we can take some time and have a longer breakfast in the morning and walk the dog, and the day starts a little bit later, which is is nice. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, yeah. which is one of the, you know benefits of. Having your own business. Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that and we end up working 15-hour days rather than yeah. <laughs> having that flexibility. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And I guess with your team, so that, like you say, they're part of your team. They're not like yeah. contractors or uh, people that come in but actual people that work under Media, Media Shark. Shark. Yep. Yeah, yep. 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 part of the team. Yeah, yes. which is great. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so Lara, how about maybe telling us a bit more about Media Shark? Do you work with any particular industries or things like that so we don't we're not limited to any industry we work with all different types of industry i'd probably say we work with a lot of startups some entrepreneurs with new app ideas we also work with people that have got established businesses that are looking to automate their business as well for example during covid we did jay's food emporium um, that's in the app store at the moment and he needed to create an app obviously because of the lockdowns and takeaways and all that sort of thing so we helped him automate in that sense we're working with a different client sorry so is that people can download the app and place their order online order online and then go and pick it up yeah yeah that's exactly right and then we work with a registered training organization at the moment that is making some quite advanced software but they were already an established business and we're helping them to push forward so yeah we do different industries so we've done fitness we've just launched an app in the kind of I want to say the retail e-commerce sort of industry education so all different types of industries we're not limited to one no no awesome yeah and I guess just something you touched on there with the Porium app, did you find or have you found over during the whole COVID thing that maybe the requirements changed a bit? So maybe there were a few more established businesses coming to you to help automate things because of what had happened, maybe compared to before that might have been more startup type things? Yeah. So I think, yeah, I definitely joined after that first wave, but yeah. my understanding and, and still a little bit now is we, yeah, a lot of website builds, a lot of custom web builds for people that do really need to automate their business because of COVID and yeah. apps as well. So yeah, I think that we're really lucky that we were one of the industries that of course, we had a quiet period and when the lockdowns happened, people stopped making decisions. Yeah. So we have our quiet periods as well. But luckily, we've been one of those industries that's actually kind of done pretty well through COVID. I imagine so, yeah. yeah. De- definitely like businesses would have had to have thought about how they could still operate and survive with, you know, either being not able to open or the contactless, no contact or whatever. Yeah, contactless. And then people probably sitting at home with a lot more time on their hands thinking of, app ideas and things that they can do so they don't have to go back to work (laughs) or back to driving to Brisbane long long treks. So that's awesome. So I guess have you what's the most interesting or different ideas, if you can say, because obviously there's confidentiality that have come through that sort of maybe have surprised you or you you thought of 
are really cool. Yeah. We've just released one, which I can talk about, which is discount codes. So that is an app where it's quite a new thing. So influencers can put their discount codes onto the app and then you can register as a user and you can get access to all loads of different codes for shops, retail, that sort of stuff. I actually bought my dog some dog collars on there the other day, a discounted price. So that one was a quite fun one because it was it is targeted towards women and ladies, I think. So it was a, a fun one for us girls in the office to work work on and be a part of we've got a really exciting food app which is coming up which i really love i can't really say too much about it yeah and then ideas wise i think i mentioned to you when we met before we get a lot of fishing ideas and a lot of i guess that being the gold coast of all yeah. the canals and rivers yeah. and things yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of kind of men and fishing sort of app ideas and then futuristic ones which i find you know completely blow my mind are the blockchain and cryptocurrency and you know we're starting to see those sorts of things coming through as well so yeah, yeah. it's, it's exciting it's interesting yeah the yeah. blockchain ones I do I find quite fascinating as well and trying to get my head around some of them <laughs> yeah. as well like that's the learning curve yeah it's almost better to be young I don't want to say that but yeah. like just with the youth coming through they just got a different way of being able to think about this stuff now we're not trying to apply our thought patterns or processes on how we know how things work yeah to something that's kind of completely different yeah so yeah yeah it does blow your but, mind a bit it's quite <laughs> yeah I, I find it fascinating yeah so you spoke about startups and people coming with ideas yes i think that's an important one like yeah. like when people come to you do they completely underestimate the process or do they know what they're in for or, or like well, i guess what's your experience with the people coming in so do they research their ideas do they underestimate the process yeah and we, get, we get people at all different stages so we do get people that have just got a brand new idea that they thought of over the weekend and then you say unfortunately <laughs> that's already been created and they haven't really done much research yeah. yeah, a lot of people, we take them through the entire process because our process is, you know, creating a, a name for the product, the branding and the, uh, a style guide as well to go with the branding. So putting a brand together, yeah. um, UI and UX prototypes and then development. So it's a really long That's, that's a big, journey. yeah, that's yeah. A, a yeah. big offering. And it, it can kind of overwhelm some people. So we try and break it down into smaller phases. Yeah. And then some people, you know, have not got the complete funding for the app development. So we take them just to the prototyping stage and then they can go out and look to gain investment for the build but then you get some people who've done their research you know they might have be completely self-funded or they've already raised some money and they're ready to go we get people in all different stages so yeah. i suppose outside of our realm of app development we're talking to people about you know creating a brand and then we're talking to people about creating a pitch deck for investment and then we're talking to people about you know the marketing and the launch and all that sort of stuff but we try and stay in our lane and, and stick to the the app development side of things but all yeah. those things do need to be taken into consideration as well yep do you do those in-house or do you have like partnerships in-house so we've got our graphic designers do all our branding and mock-ups and style guides and the ui ux prototypes and everything like that the marketing side of things we don't do but yeah we've got connections and people that we could definitely recommend partners for lawyers and trademarking and all that sort of stuff as well that we definitely try to push them in the right direction but what we always say is we you know don't just go with those people because we've 
you know, presented them to you, you have to go with what's the right fit for you. Yeah. So we just try and give people a bit of an idea and a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned lawyers there as yeah. well. So is that, do they get, I don't know, are they prepared for that? Like, you know, they sort of, I don't know, some people come up with an idea and they think that's kind of in, like, oh, can you just build it? And they don't realise yeah. all the moving parts and everything yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah. So it's um your trademarking yeah. and making sure that your company's protected and you're starting your company from scratch and, you know, getting all those parts into place. Yeah, yeah. it can be, can be daunting for people. People didn't yeah. realise that that stuff needed to be done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for someone, I guess, thinking of, who's got an idea or thinking of an app coming like building an app or everything yeah i guess what time frame should they be expecting from coming to say see yourselves to being able to launch something we always say it depends on when they start when they sign off because all our projects we do what we call schedule the works yeah so we have to you know book them in with the graphic designers we have to organize you know our workload basically so it all depends when the person signs the contract and pays the money yeah so when we will schedule the works and then we'll We'll give them a time frame, you know, this many weeks and that many weeks. And that's why we break our app development down into sprints as well. So that once one portion's done, we, you know, we take another payment, then another portion's done. And it all depends on the person as well. Sometimes, you know, people can get completely sidetracked yeah. and, you know, are busy with work or something like that. It can push things back a bit. So the whole process, you know, can take from the best part of the year to 18 months, I'd say, from st- if you're starting from complete school scratch to finish yeah but you know there's a lot of ifs buts and, and maybe there's a lot of things well. yeah. yeah that sounds like right reasonable yeah to me yeah because yeah. like there's so many variables yes like how, yeah. how big's the team and how many stakeholders and sign-offs and iterations and different things and yeah especially yeah. going through maybe coming up with the name or the brand and then getting that signed off and yeah prototyping and development and test yeah the yeah. whole thing. yeah so yeah yeah so yeah. it's a lengthy process it is yeah, yeah. so that's I don't think people would be expecting that it would take that long like I, I don't know mm. I think they six months or three months or a couple of weeks we can get this going yeah and then yeah. it all depends on the we do scoping as well so some people you know they might be an established company or they might be an expert in their field for example and you know they validated their idea so that's fine but there might be the thing where they haven't and it was just you know an idea that's yeah. popped up or they've been thinking about it so uh, for a while so then we would do our scoping phase which is where we do you know a bit of research user personas and do a little bit more before we even start things to see whether this is a valid idea whether this is going to work who's our target market and that's another part of things Which as well yeah. very important because yeah, <laughs> yeah. some people <clears throat> tend to jump straight in and start registering domain names and businesses and, and things like that or yeah. you know and there could be some fundamental things which you know aren't right yeah with yeah. the idea and you've already invested money in, yeah. yeah well we had one recently and it's a client who wants to take the app global but perhaps the name is not going to be suited for a global market so yeah. then we've got to think about you know what, what can we do to change the name to appeal to a wider market so yeah, yeah. there's all those things to consider yeah and there's so many brands launched it's getting harder and harder to come up with original <laughs> yeah. names <laughs> different names yeah. So we spoke about it a bit before, the different sort of things coming from the corporate world and now working in small business. I guess what's your favourite thing about working in small business? Like what do you enjoy most, I guess, 
now in small business compared to before? The different relationships that we have with clients, actually. That's one thing that I'm completely amazed by with my husband, especially the way he forms such strong personal relationships with the clients. And I, I'm struggling to do that, but I like that. In a corporate industry, you don't really spend too much time with clients. You know, it's they come and might take a look at the venue or the hotel. You sign off. They might come back next year. You might host them, at, you know, a thank you function at the end of the year, but you don't it's all very surface you know it's all very nice nice professional whereas the relationship that we have with clients now or I see my husband have with clients it's so personal it took me back because it's not corporate it's not professional ways you know we get some clients you know ring them up after a couple of beers on a Friday or you know really speaking about their personal lives and you really I suppose because you're on that journey with them for such a long time and you know some people put in their life savings into this app idea and they've chosen you as a, an app development company mm. so you want to build that trust and you want a really good long positive relationship with them you want their app to work for obviously for the success of our business as well so yeah the personal relationships is definitely mm. something which is new to me that I, I really like I really mm. like that I guess yeah we get stuck or we can be in the business a lot of the time so that's a little bit of your social interaction as well yeah how you do that yeah definitely mm. i've never thought about that but yeah I, I think that, <laughs> that's right and i guess is there anything that you've learned from being in small business compared to the corporate as well that's i don't need to be as corporate anymore so i don't need yeah. to write my emails to whom it may concern anymore and <laughs> i can yeah. put hey guys and happy friday with a smiley face and yeah. you know i don't need to worry about my language as much i can yeah. be a, a lot more casual so i can take my corporate hat off and put my still be professional but yeah, put yeah, my casual definitely. hat on a little bit more which is taking a, a time to adjust but i yeah. like that so yeah I guess, even does the, that make even, you feel i don't know more relaxed or, yeah, yeah yeah even the clothes that I wear now yeah. obviously I still wear you know nice clothes to the office because we do still have clients but you know not having to wear high heels and tights and a corporate suit and you know having that yeah I suppose a different persona on and be a bit more myself I think I can I really like yeah 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 I guess that just one thing don't have to dive into but I guess a lot of small businesses can be have their husband and wives in there yes how have you found that because that would have been different to before as well yeah we did face a few challenges when we first started because I was used to working in such a corporate environment where there's procedures and things like that Tom's always worked for himself and self-taught so kind of getting used to the way each other work was new to both of us but now I've been working there for over a year just over a year now and then full-time since April we've got used to the way we work together and got into a a really good rhythm now so yeah. yeah (laughs) Do you switch off when you go home or...? No, no, not always. We always say that we, you know, we should separate it, work and business. But as I said to you previously, we, you know, having a glass of wine and talking about the day, it's, it's what normal couples do, regardless yeah. as to whether they work together or not. So you, you kind of can't help doing that sort of thing. And yeah. um, I finish a bit earlier during the day. So there's a few hours where Tom's, you know, in the office and things might happen that I'm not aware of and if important things do happen, then I want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, we don't, you know, it's not our be-all and end-all. We do talk about other things, yeah. mainly our dogs. <laughs> yeah. But that's small business though. Like I, I think like it is part of your life. Like it's very hard to separate yourself from your small business when it is what you do. And yeah. If it's something you enjoy and you love, like why do you need to have – like obviously you want to have downtime, but, yeah. you know, like – it's nothing wrong with 
yeah. enjoying it and being able to talk about your business and everything. Yeah. So well, there were times when, when I used to look at other couples that worked together, I used to think, what do they even talk about when they're with each other all day? But actually, you're talking about things that you've got in common, whereas when I used to work in Brisbane, I'd come home and talk about my day and this person, and he's never met any of those people. So I'm just talking about, you know, strangers and situations that he's never met or going to have anything yeah. to do with, whereas now it's more shared. You know, Media Shark is our, yeah. our business, so it's a yeah. more shared, inclusive, common goal, I suppose. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I guess finally, where can people find you online? So at Media Shark mediashark.com.au we've got an Instagram page a LinkedIn page a Facebook page on here yep, yep. <laughs> and well, I, I will post these yeah. below somewhere yep. yeah we have just won an award for best emerging app design and development studio in Australia wow um, by Corporate Vision so that's exciting yeah that's um, awesome in Australia wide that's a yes. national award that's awesome yeah. yeah so that's exciting but yeah yeah, we, we're pretty active on the Gold Coast um, mm. I do a lot of networking and try and you know get out and about and see people and meet new people so yeah how do you find the Gold Coast so that's interesting like you know an emerging app agency yeah and based on the Gold Coast as well nationally yes do you find that there's a lot more tech coming onto the Gold Coast now because I don't think people would really associate the Gold Coast with tech yeah so I think think they're definitely other app design development studios popping up on the Gold Coast. I do see some more people. And especially now that after COVID, a lot of people have left, you know, Sydney and Melbourne and coming to the Gold Coast. So I definitely see it. Yeah, I do do see it growing and increasing. And actually our... um, a lady that I spoke with last week from a PR agent, she said that they've actually just added the tech division to their arm now because they've got, you know, new potential clients and things. So, yeah, definitely mm. coming to the Gold Coast a bit more. Which is great. It'd be yes. great to be a um, like a tech innovation hub yeah. here, which would be good. Yeah. Are there any trends that you're seeing come through in that? Yeah, I, I guess anything new in the app space that people should be aware of or thinking of or so i actually recently wrote an article on the mobile app trends for 2022 okay so we've got the release of ios 15 that's apple's newest release so is that that's out now is that it the, is out yeah, now yeah, yeah that's yeah, one yeah. that's stopped yeah. all the tracking and yeah so that gives you so privacy and data is a massive trend at the moment so yeah. apple especially allowing the user to take the reins in terms of their privacy and all that sort of stuff so yeah protecting your privacy and data is, is massive yeah. The metaverse, so obviously Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook meta thing, yeah. the augmented and virtual reality apps and systems are becoming quite popular now. And is um, that something that would run in the metaverse? In your apps as well. So if okay. you think about Snapchat, for example, yep. you know, when you put your different faces on, oh, okay, that's yeah. all yeah. So augmented all the, reality. Yes, yes, um, all the filters. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, what other example did I use? Ikea, I think, when you, oh, yep. you could do like shopping in your... And picture of the products in your own home that's yep. augmented as well yeah what other things we've got low code prototyping is quite um popular is going to be quite popular so that's platforms where not necessarily you know very highly qualified developers can use those platforms so you might still need some sort of development knowledge oh you meant like sorry the no code no type, code and low yes. code that's, that's oh, okay low quite, code yeah that's becoming quite so popular like, 
bubble. I think I see pop up on Facebook every now and then. Yeah, maybe there's a lot yeah. popping up. So not so much the no code stuff, but the low code low stuff code. is quite interesting. Yeah. Like I said earlier, the cryptocurrency, all that yep. sort of stuff in apps and things. Apple has been quite resistant to going down that route and has rejected some apps and things like that. But yeah, so there's lots of lots of different things going on. I think, and as I put in my blog, like the the new technologies for 2022 are like the most advanced that we've seen in app development so it's quite exciting we'll put a link to the blog as well yeah yeah (laughs) that's cool all right so it's been really great to talk to you and i think that definitely a lot that people will be able to get out of that yeah especially people or everyone small businesses that are looking to automate some things now because of how things have changed yeah and all the people coming up with cool new ideas yeah but you'll be able to help them out yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) it sounds good awesome thank you so much for being on the show today lara I really feel there's a lot our listeners can take away from your small business story. We wish you all the best success and I look forward to seeing you launch the new food app that's coming out. Well, that's everything small business for today. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay up to date with our show, please subscribe or follow in your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, please share it with them or share it on your socials and tag us. Until next time, this is Everything Small Business.